And it is another week. This is Andrew Wood, joined as always by pastor and friend Jason Hayes. Jason, we are getting closer, getting closer to Christmas Day. Do you do a calendar... Yes. That you like open up a certain no. day and it has like a candy behind no, it or we, something like actually that? Actually, what we're doing this year is we, Aaron has had, just to be completely transparent, for a few years had this like board with this very farmhousey little uh, metal cups things on it. And then uh, you're supposed to put something in each one. It's a uh, 25. It's okay. Countdown yeah, 25. Kind of, kind, of the, uh, kind of a similar concept. And, and so what I did was... Uh, I have 25 Bible verses that I've put in all of those. And so at supper every night, we the kids pull out of whatever's in there, and we read. We let them read, or we read. Uh, but we've had that board for years and never used it. Yeah, uh, Aaron's always been like, hey, you really need to put something together for Advent. And uh, I write stuff for Hope. We put out an Advent thing for Hope. Uh you know, and uh, but I didn't do it at my house, and yeah. so you know, yeah. you know how that goes. Absolutely. And so uh, no, no, I don't. Yeah, of course I don't you know don't. that. Sorry. You don't. You're yeah. li- you're you're having a worship <laughs> service at your house every day. Yeah, we just we just wrapped up a three hour revival <laughs> yeah. service in the living room. I get it. I get it. Uh, but but yeah, so I haven't done that. So this year I was like, okay, we're gonna pull that uh, that countdown out. We'll put Bible verses in each one to kind of point us to Advent, and uh, it's gone well. I will say the interesting thing. Uh, I think Aaron got this on discount, uh, never noticed, but when you look at the countdown, it goes one, two, three, five, four, six, seven, <laughs> and I didn't notice till this year. Yeah, and, that's and so the reason she got it yeah, on discount. And so the kids were like, uh, well, which one do we pull, the five or the four? And I was like, I don't know. You're like, yeah, that's a tough one because I, I, I really want you to function in a linear <laughs> yeah. Fa- you know, yeah. fashion here, but that means you're then going to get out of chronological yeah. order. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that's what we've been doing this year. What about well, y'all? Cool. Y'all do anything? Yeah, we uh, no, 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 no. Okay. We you know I, you just tell them, hey, I, I preach every Sunday. Just like, listen, listen to I'm, something. I'm just handling Pick the spirituality one. for the rest of us. Yeah, no, yeah. obviously that is not the case. No, I will tell you that maybe the cool thing that has just been a part of kind of our Christmas, um, you know, celebration this year has been the school program that our kids have been a part of, okay. or at least our two younger kids have both been. A part of things related to their school. Um, our youngest, they actually did a full blown like Christmas musical. Yeah. Our middle, they're doing some other stuff. But man, it's been really, really cool. Uh, in fact, uh, our youngest, Carrie and I had gone out for a date. Um, I can't remember a few days ago and came back and he had written all of the lyrics. To hark the herald angels sing. Come on. Uh, you know, which is just this cool idea that, that man, like that stuff's really setting in on him. And yeah. certainly, you know, there's a lot of people that just sing a carol like that just for the kind of right. the pageantry of the season. <laughs> but him really emphasizing Christ in the center of it all was really cool. And, you know, we're just thankful for our, uh, our kids' um, uh, continued growth in the Lord. We try to not put tons of expectations on them because yeah. we feel like too many people already do that. Because, sure. hey, you're the pastor's kid. Shouldn't you know all the answers and things? Like that? So, hey, you're the pastor's kid. You never make mistakes. You're like, have you all met the pastor? Right, yeah. <laughs> the pastor makes plenty of mistakes. And so, but yeah, that's been a really neat thing. Um, and then what we will do is over the next couple of weeks, we will really dial it down. You know, we're going to really 
this year uh we're not doing any travel it's unusual for us during the holiday season we're going to really just dial it down we've been talking about that with anticipation of just some time to be together to reflect and to plan a little bit for the upcoming year and just to rest and i just really do believe jesus is going to be in the heart of all of that a whole bunch of our discussions and things of that sort and obviously you know, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day are always really special yeah. for us and stuff. So we have four Christmas Eve services this year. So I'm a little bit of just kind of a, a waste on Christmas right. Eve night uh, by the time all that gets wrapped up. But I usually kind of t- catch my second wind, and on Christmas Day we'll have a big time. Yeah, and then the the weekend of Christmas we're doing online service only. Correct. Uh, and yes. So, uh, so, yeah, I think I love – I love the Christmas Eve service uh, that Shoreline uh, does. We've been going to that for a few years now. Last year, of course, we walked out and there was tons of snow. Wasn't that and wild? It didn't stop, which was yeah, amazing. So crazy. So really set the bar high for uh, every Christmas <laughs> yeah. moving forward for my kids. Yeah, my no kids, kids are now like, oh, I can't wait. It's going to snow. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I, probably it's not. But let's, you know. Well, um, you know, and you associate based on all the Christmas movies and everything yeah. else. You associate sure Christmas with snow, yeah. And so you're like, okay, so it's Christmas. So when's the snow coming? Yeah. And then here in East Tennessee, it, you're like, it's either snowing or it's 73 yeah. degrees. Well, and especially <laughs> with the, you know, with the, with my 10 year old, it's easy to explain. With my eight year old, but with my one that Evelyn just turned six this past weekend, and then uh, Charlie will be four in January. It's really difficult for them to like grasp that I can't just go, "Hey, it's going to snow on Christmas." <laughs> and so when we walked out of the Christmas Eve service uh, last year, and because it was kind of snow, raining, kind of right, snowing, right. and then we walked out, and we're like, "Oh my gosh!" On the way home, you know, because of 2020, we went home to see, or we, we stopped by the assisted living to see. Aaron's grandmother, but we couldn't go in. They wouldn't right. let us in. Uh, and uh, so we went to her window, out, and it was like pour, what I would say pouring, like yes. you would say pouring yes. rain, but snow. And and then we got home, and I was like, man, it's not stopping. We're going to have like a legit white Christmas. Absolutely. Got the fire going. Uh, yeah, just, just amazing. I feel like that right there was a, a lifetime Christmas movie that you just described. That's true. That you came home from church on Christmas Eve, yep. but then you stopped by and you visited Grandma. Yep. You know, you made snow angels out in the snow they so did. she could look through they the did. window. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that's as good as it gets. Yeah. Right there. And the the sad part it's it's sweet and sad, you know, because of what's all happened. Right. And, and when we go there to see her, you have to call her on the phone. So you're looking at her through the window. It's kind of like prison. Uh, you, you call her on the phone, so you're talking to each other on the phone, and you're looking at each other uh, through the window. But yeah, the kids did that, and and man, it, you know the uh, snow for me. Like I make it a point every year at Christmas, and and me and Aaron even even kind of had this discussion uh, over the weekend of she doesn't mind if we would travel on Christmas Day. Right. Uh, I'm from the camp. We don't go anywhere on Christmas Day. Kids are going to be home with us on Christmas Day. Play with Day. their toys. We'll do stuff. all the Christmas stuff. We'll start the travel. We we either travel before, which we've done in the past. This year, because of work schedule, we're going to travel after. And so we're going to leave on the 26th um, and go go see my family, which that's been a, 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 
process of trying to figure out what we're going to do. Uh, I think we I think we've landed on we're going to go bowling on the 26th oh. and then have the the we just do presents for the kids. The kids will open presents at my mom's house and then we'll do Christmas with my dad that night. Uh but but I often just tell them, you know, anytime they have a a comment, I just go, well, this is the consequence of divorce. So uh, <laughs> I didn't pick it, uh, you know, and uh, well, you, had, you had three kids. We have blended families. We we all have a bunch of kids. We all have blended families. We're trying to, you know, it's just it's so a process, places. you know, it's it's just part of it. And and so uh, it's just, you know, it makes it difficult. I it's feel made, like I feel like um, I feel like we're now returning to the state that you were in when we walked in today. Okay. So (laughs) you, um, you, you were happy. I was. Okay. You walked in. Yep. An event happened. Yep. Okay. Uh, you were unhappy. Yes. Immediately. And then we jumped on the air and you were happy again. Yep. And now you're talking about all the complexities of travel for Christmas and it feels a little bit like you're unhappy. It doesn't put me in a happy So place. tell them, um, I mean, it feels like you and I are in the same boat today because you have had a wardrobe malfunction. Yeah. yeah, I took my jacket off and then looked down, and this shirt that I have on has a hole in the sleeve that wasn't that I'm aware of. When I put it on this morning, there was no hole. And now I look down, and there's a hole right at the elbow. And, uh, and, it, and, and I believe the quote was, what have I... What did I catch the yes, on? Yes, what did like, I catch? Did it? I clearly what? caught it on something. And then your response was, <laughs> maybe it was your muscles. Yeah, I mean, I could be just busting it at and the And then seams, I is, immediately know. said, no, most likely not. Yeah. Most likely I not. I probably yeah. caught, I don't know, because I've had a jacket on, so I don't have a clue what I caught it on. Yeah, and that's hard know. for you because that means, the, you know, like all day long you've had to deal with this. Yeah. I mean, it's, this is you know, just a, a what, hard thing You what's even more frustrating is that it was there and I didn't know it. <laughs> and so that means other people might have known it Yeah. and did one or two things, ignored it, yep. or didn't choose to tell me, hey, you got a hole in the sleeve of uh, your shirt yeah. Yeah. Uh, right at the elbow. So what I'm going to do, think? if you remember back in the – you think of like in the 80s, maybe maybe A.C. Slater, even oh. on Saved by the Bell. Yep. Uh, you think of uh, people wearing sweatshirts where they had cut the sleeves. Oh, so I this like is that. a sweatshirt material. So what if I didn't didn't cut it all the way up at the shoulder, but right no. above the elbow? I, what if I did um, that? I just spent uh, a, a decent amount of money for a baseball sweatshirt. Okay. Uh, for my son that is that short sleeve yeah it's a short sleeve sweatshirt hoodie sweatshirt wow. um huh. that yeah it's one of their team gear uh pieces. i may do that because yeah. there's no like i don't think grana will be uh, able to do stitch it. that you could do it no so i think i'm just gonna well it. see i this morning had I, i'm mm-hmm. in the studio today with a t-shirt on yeah i mean i'll wear a hoodie i'll often wear a sweater I would, you know, I'm not necessarily coming in in a button-up all the right. time but can we say that i am appreciative that uh, casual athletic athleisure wear has become a thing. Yes, and yes. acceptable. Yes, I'm I'm a fan. And so today, I um, today's an early start uh, day for us. Our our oldest son has early morning workouts before school, so I'm getting up early, getting him out the door before yeah. uh, you know before it's daylight, anything of that sort. And we are pulling out of the neighborhood. And I begin just an absolute just terror of sneezing. Oh wow! Like like unstoppable, cannot 
I mean, just cannot cease the sneezing. And I'm like, what is going on? And then I realized I've put on a sweater that I've not worn all year. Oh, like it's this is the first because yeah. it's a little it was the thicker sweater. Yep. Obviously, it was colder this morning. And so this was a thick, thick sweater that usually only gets worn in like January, February, you right. know, like the coldest months. And I put it on today and clearly it just has accrued dust, Something, you know, yeah. whatever it may be. Something that's just it's been sitting in the closet. And uh, we we don't have a cedar chest for sure. our sweaters, you know, like yeah, we probably same. should. Yeah. And uh, and I put that thing on, and it was whatever was going on, man. It just sent me over the edge. And so then, but the problem is, like, I had to get into yeah, my day. I had to get change. I had to get Hayden yep. to school. I then had to get to the next thing. I mean, I had a full day, and so I just had to, literally we stopped the car at a light or at a stop sign. I got out of the vehicle. Took off the sweater, threw it in the back seat, and I've just continued on the rest yeah. of the day. So I have a coat on and a t-shirt. You know, and, so and my it, apologies. And there's there's something to those little things that again nobody else would notice. No, but for you and for me in this case, it, it's something that will, uh, as I said off air, grind my gears the rest <laughs> of the day. It, that's what's going to happen. As, and, and and as you're so <laughs> famous of saying. It's it's always something. It's always something. It's always something. You know, I and and I have to <laughs> because that's something that my family has said all my life. Yeah. Uh I have to be careful when people are going through it, going through things and, and even I can recognize, wow, this is kind of like uh a pattern has started. Like yeah. I, I know that you've been through a lot. I have to catch myself from going, well, you know, it's always something. <laughs> They're like, hey, thanks for minimizing hey, my yeah, suffering. Yeah, jerk. hey, hey, I know you're going through a lot now, but guess what? It's always something. <laughs> and next week you'll go through something hey, else. Hey, man, I'm really hurting. <laughs> I would appreciate you to keep your philosophical mumble jumble yeah. away from yeah. me, man. Or, or when they're going through something really difficult, and I'm like, you know what? Though, I mean, I know how you feel. The other day, I found a hole. <laughs> In the elbows of my shirt. Yeah. And yeah. so I, I know that you're going through like a loss, but right. But let's really put this into perspective. Yeah, you lost your job. My sweatshirt that cost me fifteen dollars, I'm now not yeah. gonna be able to wear. You lost your job and I lost a little bit of comfort I mean, and so, warmth in my elbow. So in a way we both have dealt with a loss. Yeah. So let's go through this together. <laughs> so it feels like feels like maybe that's not maybe not the best thing. Maybe not. Maybe not the best yeah. approach. Yeah. But I tell you what, when we come back, I have a question for you. Okay. I'll have an answer. That is going to set the course of our discussion. Okay. For the remaining segments. We will be back. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Oh, that's good stuff. Nat King Cole. Um, you know, you were, you were talking about a sneezing fit. I had one of those sneezing fits in a very similar situation. So you were driving out in West Knoxville. Uh, I was... Uh, tettering hay one time uh, in a field Here we go. and on a tractor Here we go. and without a cab and uh, the the dust from the hay I had to I almost passed out I sneezed so much and I had to stop the tractor because if I'd have passed out obviously driving the tractor that would have been bad but very similar yeah. very similar to what you did yeah with. it's again it's just a reminder that, that some days I'm like are we brothers <laughs> like did we have the exact same upbringing I think maybe there's a possibility I mean I was probably shirtless probably had a cowboy hat of some sort on <laughs> oh my word 
So my question for you is this, and I don't want to make light of it. Yeah. Um, I, I want to ask you this because uh, there were some images that came um, across my television set, social media, uh, the Internet in general, of this tornado. Yeah. And man, just so, so scary. We were talking a little bit off air. And so my question for you is, have you ever been through any type of natural disaster? Uh, The closest I've been is we had a tornado in Cornersville years ago that, uh, you know, used to, everybody would always say it sounded like a train and then it would like rattle the house. Right. And we were we it, this happened during we were talking off air that it seems like a lot of times this happens at night. This was during the day, and it it got eerily quiet. Mm-hmm. It'd been storming, got really quiet, and then you've kind of felt the house shake. And then we all, my dad was at the barn, so it was just me, my brothers, and my mom. And so we got in. We had a closet underneath the stairs, kind of in the middle of the house, and uh, you know the house was built in 1900. Yeah, and so we got in there. And it was so tight that we couldn't get the door shut. And I remember my brother at the time, my middle brother, so I'm the youngest, and then the middle brother, uh, Sean, was probably at that time, I mean, goodness, my parents were still together. So might have been 15. I don't yeah. know. He was the biggest of us three. He's always kind of been the biggest. Uh, and we couldn't get the door shut. And I remember my brother, even at that age, like we were all tucked in there, and he stood in the door frame with his hands at, and now looking back, I'm like, well, I mean, I appreciate the, yeah. the gesture, but you would have been like, you would have done we'd nothing. have all gotten sucked yeah. out uh, right. because there was no door. Right. But he, in his mind, it was like, I can't get the door shut, so I'm just going to be the door. And and it passed. It, it didn't. It didn't do any you know much damage. Then another time, we were at a ball. He was at a baseball camp, and I was with him and my mom, and they were playing at Austin P. Uh, yeah. University State University, and we were. It was a gorgeous day, and then all of a sudden, we saw this wall cloud. Mm. Like we had, we were out at an open baseball field. There was nowhere for us to go, and you know that was before smartphones, so nobody knew if there was a warning or anything. Just out of the blue, this wall cloud comes, and then it started spinning, and we were all like, "What? What are we supposed to do?" Yeah, and it spun a little bit. It got really windy, and it was it was kind of off into the distance, and then it just. Got sucked up into the sky and went away. And nothing dissipated. happened. And so yeah. that's the closest I've been. Man. Other than that, I mean, we haven't like been through it. Yeah. Uh, where where we were like on Twister, you know, holding yeah. on as the tornado yeah. went by. We haven't. What about you? Yeah. So actually, um, we lived in kind of Hendersonville, Gallatin area, uh, Goodlettsville, uh, for years when we were in Nashville. Yeah. And um, when we lived there, there was a major tornado that came through. And uh, destroyed a bunch of homes in our neighborhood, actually, and destroyed um, a bunch of no- homes in our community. We had uh, two church members die wow. in the midst of that. And uh, I just will never forget, in fact, one of the craziest things. So Carrie was actually um, in Chicago at the time. She had gone, she was still doing some architecture and design work at the time. And so she had gone to some conference in Chicago and I was talking with Carrie uh when this storm was rolling in over our neighborhood 
And it was coming through the community. So you were by yourself? Or yeah. did y'all have kids by no, then? We did not no have kids, kids yet. And, uh, and so it was just me and the dogs. And the dogs were flipping out, sure. as you would imagine. Yeah. And I uh, I could see this thing kind of moving through the neighborhood, but it, you couldn't really see an actual funnel cloud. Right. You just saw, like, activity happening. And, um, and I looked one last look and saw a neighbor's trampoline. Yeah, it's always the trampoline. Raising up off the ground. <laughs> and I hurried into the interior bathroom and locked the door with the dogs and, you know, just kind of stayed in there. Well, I had been on the phone with Carrie and lost connection wow. with her in the middle of all that. I'm sure that made her Yeah, exactly. And this is no comfort. kidding. The next thing that Carrie saw, she could not get a hold of me for the next, like, two hours. The next thing Carrie saw was our neighborhood on CNN wow. in, in, uh, when she was in Chicago. Sure. And so it was the wildest thing ever. Fortunately, our house was really weird. Uh, you know, it literally just kind of popped around. And so it kind of popped over our home. We had some roof issues, yeah. but nothing too bad. But, man, I, I think I just asked that question in light of the reality of what's just happened in the yeah. past week. And we just want to send our most sincere um, condolences and prayers um, for all of those that have been impacted because, man, it is catastrophic in some uh, of those it's, areas. It's terrible. I mean, their candle factory was demolished while there was workers in, yep. in there. I mean, you always think in those moments, uh, you know, in, in torn, you know, what I saw, I saw something from a, a weather guy, and he was like, the problem with tornadoes is they're so hard to, like, track and predict. Right. Like, we can give warnings. We can – but it's one of those things almost like cry wolf because – we get warnings for those and, and yep. watches and nothing ever happens, and, right. uh, especially in, in places like Tennessee and Kentucky. Now, if you're out in Oklahoma right. or Nebraska, you're probably going to take those on a whole nother level of right. serious. But but here, it's like, you know, and so because of that, it's like, well, you know, probably not going to do anything. It's nighttime. I can't really see anyway. And, uh, man, just, just scary, scary stuff that... For for so that little town, what was it, Mayfield? Yeah. Uh, I mean, just it looks like a war zone. It, does. It, it looks like somebody dropped a bomb on the courthouse and everything by it. And and I just think about a small town like that having to rebuild. They're not going to have the tax revenue to do that, so they're going to have to depend on the state, the the federal government, to kind of step in and 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 neighbors to to step in and, and i'm always anytime things like this happen i always think about disaster relief southern baptist disaster relief that just do so much around our country right. that kind of goes unnoticed and you got guys and, and girls from all over the country right now packed up their chainsaws packed up their trucks and left and their trailers and said okay we got work to do right here two weeks before christmas and they kissed their spouses by and said, we're going to go and do what we need to do to help these strangers out. And, yeah. and I love that part of, of, you know, kind of gospel work of just like, we don't know them. They don't know us, but we know right now they're going to need assistance. I saw somebody, you know, because of it last year, a lot of people from California and stuff have moved to Tennessee. And uh, I even saw somebody, a national guy the other day that was like, uh, well, it was Jeb Bush. Jeb Bush said, uh, talking about some things that are going on in the country, and he was like, "Now's your time to get to Tennessee, Florida, or Texas." Wow! And I thought, "Wow!" Like Tennessee is on the map like that. Like so many people are even being encouraged to flock to these places. And one one lady who's a, I think she's a comedian. 
she moved to Nashville. And she said, I've never seen anything, because there was a lot of damage even in Nashville, just wind damage. She said, I've never seen anything like it. Like there, there are strangers driving by with chainsaws offering to help strangers and other strangers with, with drinks and food in the back of their truck offering to feed those that are helping the strangers. Right. And she's saying, what is, I love this place. What's happening? You know, right. Because they, they have no uh, reference point for that. From where they were living in L.A. I say. love that. Uh, that doesn't mean that there's not people in California that are willing to do that. But in her context, L.A. specifically, they weren't doing that. Yeah. And now she's getting a glimpse of, oh, I've, I've heard all my life these Southerners are one way. But my goodness, they're willing to drop everything to help people they don't even know. It, it, <clears throat> it reminds me of a story I heard once about a guy that he, he broke down at a, at a little <laughs> gas station. <laughs> Uh, oh wait, no, that was you. That was, that was you yeah. last last yeah. show. Got yeah. it, got it. No man, we're so thankful. Why we love the South. for all the ways that yeah. people love on each other. Let's keep doing it. We'll be back in just a moment. What is that? That's Mariah, right? Yep. That song has she, made her a fortune. She could have not done any of the other things that she did. Because every Which, let's year, face it, we don't remember a ton of that other stuff. No, that she did. Uh, Hero, that was a big one for her. Maybe, yeah, yeah, I think a big one. Uh, that. But this is it. This, this is it. But this one every year climbs the charts. Oh yeah, every year. It's amazing, unbelievable, and and because there's so many Christmas songs that we look at as traditional songs, but most of those are Bing Crosby, uh, you know, Frank Sinatra. Uh, uh, Dean Martin, you know, you look back, Nat Cole, like all these very old Gene Autry, you know, he wrote Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, all these like Burl Ives, all these very traditional, but there are some that happen in our lifetime that have become that, and that's one of them. Mariah Carey will will forever be a song that gets played. um, I feel like I need to go ahead and say this, okay? I feel like I need to go ahead and say this. I've been sitting on my hands a little bit for the last couple of weeks, okay? Okay. Uh, because we we will do uh, a show next week. Yes. And we will talk about um, kind of all things Christmas. But I I feel like I need this to be said, and and I want to get back and talk a little bit about the the the, the way that often we feel a need to uh, to add commentary. Yes. Yes. So anytime there's a storm or a yep. natural disaster, we want to politicize it. We want to spiritualize yep. it, whatever it may be. But I do feel like I need to say this before we get into that. As a gift, and, and somewhat as a joke, yes. uh, one of our listeners <laughs> sent me or gave me the Train Christmas yeah. album. Have Remember you, a few years ago? Yeah. A few years ago, I made a comment. Yes, you did. A bad comment a bad about one. that yep. I felt like it was a pretty good <laughs> Christmas song. Yeah. And I want to let you know. Still not bad. Not bad. No, no. Good. Listen to it. Listen to it. The album, not the whole album, but a couple of songs. Yeah. Not bad. That's the thing. You can't really go wrong with Christmas. And I think we talked about this on the show, that if I were, were a artist, yeah, that would it. be my bag. That do would it. be it. Yeah, I bag. would only do Christmas. And so I would get the rest <laughs> of the year off. I would record a new Christmas album every year. Not a bad and I would it. tour for what a month and a half. You might throw out, maybe go with one patriotic song yeah. around the fourth. Yeah, do something like and that. Just and just be that guy. Yeah. Oh, he's that guy. Like, yeah, I am. Yeah, that and guy. I'm making a. I'm 100 that guy, and I don't care. 
Uh, right, so, 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 so getting back to the discussion that we were kind of having before the break, I, I want to ask first, you know, and, and I know you had uh, another thought that, yeah. that was connected to it, but it's always interesting to me, like even I saw related to the tornadoes, it's immediately how we see people that feel like they need to add commentary yeah. to a crisis Rather than simply just grieve with those that are grieving. Yeah, I, I saw there was there was somebody that posted, and, and you know, here's the thing: it's a stranger. I don't know that they they're not a famous person, but they posted uh, something to the effect of, "I'm sorry, Kentucky, but your two senators have brought this on." Talking about Rand Paul mm-hmm. and uh, uh, McConnell uh, because they're Republican. And so they immediately made it a climate thing, and this is your senator's fault. And, and I saw the, the leader of the Democratic Party in Kentucky retweet that and say, uh, I'm from Kentucky. I'm not a fan of Rand Paul and McConnell, but with all no respect, you can just shut your mouth. Yeah. We need to be mourning right now, not taking political jabs yep. at, at whoever we may be. Uh, taking political jabs at. And so we, we're at a place now where we're so quick, and it's, it happens on both sides sure. of the aisle. It's not, it's not just one side or the other. But we're so quick to politicize things or to not take time. Like there's families right now that, that two weeks before Christmas lost loved ones. And lost uh, every – they lost the closest people they have in their lives, and they lost every everything. physical possession. Yeah. They had. And, and, and so you're, you're dealing with that. You have – you have folks that uh, that just won't take the time to mourn with folks, and then I then I go the other direction and so, I see the post. So, so tell me, do you said this during the break? Yeah. So you, I, and, and this is a little bit more lighthearted. We yes. want to be like, but yeah, describe what you you so, see sometimes, and you just wonder what's going on. So with this that? could be me just being a cynic. It certainly could. It could be me being a, a jerk. And if that's the case, then so be it. Before we start this segment, I just want to mention it is Andrew yeah. at. No, I'm sorry. Sure, why not? not stop <laughs> no, that's not true. Uh, uh, so, no, I don't have an email there. But, but as, we, as we think through this, every time a storm happens of any kind or a house burns or anything like that, uh, I see people post things like, uh, look, all, all the building burned. Everything, everything, all their clothes, the the animals lost their lives, uh, but the Bible went untouched, and the Bible's still sitting on the countertop. And it's not always just the Bible, not, or the it hymnal, is, or, yeah, the or the offering plate, or yeah. the cross in the in the church. Right. And I saw that this weekend. That I think a church was hit uh, with some some form of the tornado. The cross was left, and all the Bibles like okay. were left, and and. I get what they're trying to do. I, I really do. But but if I'm a, I'm trying to think from a. Okay, if I'm if I'm a lost person, or even if I'm kind of a marginal, I go to church sometimes, and I just lost my family, or I lost my home, and you're saying, but look how much God loves us. That see the the word of God didn't get taken in this tornado. That's not a comfort to me. Now now I, I again I get what they're trying to do. Right. And we understand that, indeed, the word is never changing. 100%. It's constantly relevant. Yeah. It's going to always remain. We understand that. the physical co- That physical copy yeah. in itself, though, is, is, is and, unique. And, and, is, is and what, unique probably, probably over the years, with all the natural disasters, uh, millions of Bibles have been torn asunder <laughs> because yeah. of, yep. of, you know, and, and, and 
I'm, I bet there's a lot of Gideon Bibles that were demolished yeah. in a storm or in a yeah, fire or, 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 or honestly, whatever. A, a hotel goes out of business. Sure. I mean, what are like, they doing with and all and that? So, you know? so for me, I, I again, I get what the very similar. To, I'll just be honest. Let's just have a transparent moment. When when we had a miscarriage after Gavin was born, I was in the thick of seminary and reform theology and pastor. That's that was, and, and I looked at my wife and said, "God is sovereign." Do you think mm. that's what my wife needed to hear? Yeah. When she's dealing with the no, but in my mind I was like, "But I'm gonna I'm gonna give her some good theology in yep. this moment." No, and the it, truth is, God is sovereign. Absolutely, that and we can rest in that. Yeah, but there also needs to be a moment like I'm really sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm grieving. And for the last you. thing I want to do is minimize your loss. And the God who is sovereign yeah. is going to love us and care for yeah. us, but not like let's yeah. just kind of dismiss it because God's sovereign. And, and so right. I think and I think sometimes we do things like that. One thing because we don't know what else to say. Right. And so we're looking for glimmers of hope. We're we're looking for for. Uh, those moments that we can point to that'll make us feel better and, and give us hope. And what I would say, very similar to, if, even if you look back to the story of Job, when his buddies came around, what they needed to do was just sit and weep with their boy, and instead they started throwing points at him. Mm-hmm. And it didn't help, but they didn't know what else to say. Right. And sometimes, if you don't know what to say, don't say anything. Yep. Sometimes you might need to just give somebody a hug. Well, it's the very reason that we often don't say. Yeah. Well, the the reason that sometimes we feel like we 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 don't step in and minister is because we're fearful of what we're going to say. Yeah. And I would just say sometimes, like, like you know, so I'll, I'll share a quick story if I can. I um I went. This was part of my seminary experience. Was that we did kind of like a uh supervised ministry experience type deal and one of the things that we would do is that we would go and see people in their ministry context and so we went and uh and sat down with a hospital chaplain and he tells us the story he tells us the story about how he had been loving on a dad and uh been loving on a son uh both adults you know one was a little bit older anyways the uh the the older father is been has been diagnosed with a terminal illness uh, the son is a caretaker, chaplain is trying to love on both, and inevitably one day phone call comes in from uh, the hospital uh, and says, older father's nearing death. Yeah. And, um, and so uh, chaplain hurries in, gets into the room. This is his, him telling the story, gets into the room, and it's very obvious that the father is in just the final moments of his life. And it's obvious that father and son have already had their final moments together. And so Chaplin walks in and he just stands right next to this young man. And over the next few minutes, the father passes away. And as the medical personnel come in, they're gracious to give this young man and chaplain a moment and the young man kind of kind of leans against this wall that's you know near the bed and just slides himself down into the wall and and sits into the floor and just weeps and the chaplain said he knew nothing else but to do but just to slide himself down the wall and sat in the floor and he just put his arm around him and he said after several minutes again the staff were gracious to kind of allow him to have their moment the young man eventually got up and he put his 
his arm out to help the older chaplain, yeah. you know, come out of the floor. And they put their arms around each other, and the younger man whispered to the chaplain, "Thanks for listening." Yep. And he hadn't said anything. Yep. Thanks for thanks for thanks for being here. You know, and I think that's one of those moments that again we're mindful. We don't always have to have the perfect thing to say. We just need to be there. When we need to be in people's lives. I know. know with me, I don't like silence, especially yeah. awkward silence. Yeah. And, and so because of that, in those moments, we feel like we need to feel the silence. Right. We need to give some kind of word. And the reality is sometimes you don't. Sometimes you just need to sit in it and be there for them. Uh, I think that's what I love about disaster relief because what's going to happen over the next few weeks and months is there are going to be some good old boys from the South and around the country that aren't very good with words. Yep. But, boy, are they good with a chainsaw. Right. And in using a chainsaw and standing in a yard of a stranger, there's going to be gospel opportunities through that that are going to be amazing because they took the time to just be there with them in those moments. And it's going to be a beautiful thing. And, and so it, when you find yourself in those moments, please just don't feel like you have to say anything. Just, uh, you know, don't be like me and say, you know, it's always something. And you don't have to. I know this sounds weird. You don't have to try to find Jesus at the moment. Right. Why? Because he's already there. Absolutely. He's already there. We'll be back in just a moment. Well, I've made my list and I've checked it twice. And if I get it all, it would sure be nice. Who's that? I I know. It feels like a, feels like a commercial. Face. Who is that? And some perfect Dave doesn't know either. The, na- the voice sounds familiar. Huh. Talking about... Uh, it feels like a Kleenex commercial. As we, as we think about Christmas, <laughs> did you happen to watch a very boy band Christmas? Uh, no. It, it is on Hulu at the moment. Uh, I, You know... Is it like current boy Here's bands, the thing. Or is no, it like a... No, a, it's not. A blast it, of the past. It is a... Uh, so NSYNC's represented Joey Fatone and Chris Kirkpatrick. I don't know why I know their names. Yes, you do. Uh, but you only know exactly only why. two because only you two of to be NSYNC, a member of NSYNC at one hundred percent. I knew the I knew the bye 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 dance. Yep. Uh, so two of the NSYNC members, uh, three members of ninety eight degrees, but not Nick Lachey. Oh, for some reason, was the there main any singer. members besides Nick Lachey? Uh, Nick, Drew Lachey, his oh, yeah, brother, <laughs> and then the guy that sings bass. That I'm. I'll just be honest, he won a lottery ticket in being able to be in that band because he's not super talented. <laughs> and then. Uh, Two members of Boys to Men. Oh, okay. Uh, the lead singer of O Town, which I was never much on. Okay. Uh, Bobby Brown and what's his name? Uh, Blevins from New Edition. Oh. Um, am I missing anybody? Wow. And, and I'll uh, and and uh, one dude from You Kids on the Block. Uh, and I'll just say, Good. okay, uh, I enjoyed. Boys to Men in a great way. I enjoyed 98 Degrees in a great way. I enjoyed NSYNC, so nobody from Backstreet Boys was there. Uh, I enjoyed New Edition, Bobby Brown. I was a huge fan of My Prerogative, all that. Um, and yet, they like. they need to uh, hang hang it up. <laughs> uh, it, it, was, it, it was... Uh, it was real bad, huh? Well, it just... It was more sad for me. Mm than anything else. I get what they were doing and I love nostalgia, but it was I found myself watching it and going, Oh 
<laughs> and you don't want to watch that and go, oh. No. When I watched no. Kelly Clarkson Christmas special, I didn't do that. Yeah. When I watched Michael Buble's Christmas special, I don't do that. When I watched Carrie Underwood's Christmas special, I don't do that. Uh, but this one, I was like, oh, you, you want know? to know something that is mind-blowing? I saw this just a couple, couple days ago. 20 years ago when Kelly Clarkson oh my won on American Idol. Wow. Is that wild or what? It was she's had quite the career. It was 2002. Wow. So we're like coming up on wow. it, I believe, if I recall. And she's done okay. Yeah, she's done all right. Yeah. Her she voice is, is incredible. Okay. I'd say her, Carrie Underwood, are like the American Idol. I mean, yeah. I, you couldn't probably... You could... I could like really rack my brain and go, okay, there's some others that were on America. Scotty McCreary's got a pretty good country uh, career. Chris Daughtry did Chris okay Daughtry for a did bit. okay. He didn't win, but he did okay yep. afterwards and still still has a career. Yep. Uh, Adam Lambert went on to do like theater, which it, was yeah. But his. then he also became the lead singer of that's true. Queen. Yeah, that's true. Which I mean makes sense. Yeah. His voice is yep. uh, ridiculous. Yep. And so there's been some like uh, some good, you know, but. But yeah, Kelly Clarkson, Carrie Underwood, for sure. Like, I mean, Carrie Underwood is going to go down as one of the greatest female country singers ever. Man, Hall of Fame, no doubt. Man, oh me! Wow. So, I mean, that's you don't get that hard hitting news anywhere else. No, no, you don't. I mean, we have covered literally everything, a gamut, yeah, of of things today. We have truly covered the the fullest of of scopes possible. Oh yeah. Next week, just so this is what great. Great radio personalities do. Next week, because it will be Christmas week for us. It will be, yeah. And we will be doing a show. Yeah, of course. Um, We are going to indeed talk. We're going to do a new, I'm coming prepared, Okay. a new top five Christmas song list. Sounds good. It will be, I will be prepared. All right. I do need so to. So you're know, doing top five Christmas songs. I do also need to know what additional lists we need to cover okay, yeah, so we'll I can get be that. prepared. We could, we could do if that. If you can send me a text yeah. because yeah. I got caught off guard one time years ago, <laughs> and for some and reason, is train died. is the one that popped to your it front. Is ne- it has never I, died. Uh, I, I'll just be honest. I could be caught off guard on a lot of things. And and the band Train is never <laughs> going to be the band that comes to my mind ever. Uh, but you know, you know, to each his own, and uh, yeah, and yeah. so uh, it's it's been good. It's made for good radio. Yeah, not not. I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, we are again. We're 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 cultured in different ways. We are. You and I. You we are. You sneeze over the hay on the tractor. <laughs> I sneeze <laughs> over uh, the, sweater the sweater that's been in the yeah. closet for a year. Hey, might I? As we finish up, might I make another recommendation? Give it to me. Uh, last night. Uh, I watched with the family uh, a Christmas mix-up, a mistletoe mix-up, mistletoe mix-up on Amazon Prime. Feels a lot like the boy band special. It has. Well, listen to who's in it. Joey Lawrence. Yep. Uh, his brother, I forget his name, something Lawrence, and his other brother, and their mom. It was, and it was, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. And Joey Lawrence, you want to talk about aging well? That man... I don't know what he's drinking, what he's eating, what vitamins he's taking. That man has aged graciously. Man. I don't know how old he is. He's older than me. He's got to be, be older you. than you. The show is okay. Until that. Until you ruined it with that. I would re- Go watch it. Go watch it. Uh, do not watch the boy band Christmas I, I, you're, unless you just want to be sad. Uh, don't watch that. <laughs> we'll talk about more Christmas next week. Have a great weekend.